بسم الله الرحمن الرحیم لا حول ولا قوت الا بالله العلی العظیم الحمد لله رب العالمین وصلى الله على سيدنا ونبينا ابي القاسم المصطفى محمد وعلى اله الطيبين الطاهرين لا سيما بقيه الله في الارضين اجل الله تعالى فرجه الشريف سلام عليكم ورحمه الله الحمد لله we are able to have once again our session for reflection on tafsir of surah luqman in this session we are going to talk about the verse 20 allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajim alam taraw anna allah sakhkhara lakum ma fis samawati wa ma fil ard وَأَسْبَغَ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعَمَهُ ظَاهِرَةً وَبَاطِنَةً وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يُجَادِلُ فِي اللَّهِ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ وَلَا هُدًى وَلَا كِتَابٍ مُنِيرٍ Verse 20 comes after completion of advices given by Luqman. Altogether, there were ten pieces of advice given by Luqman. And that is finished now. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is now trying to remind us of his blessings his bounties so that we become thankful we become grateful you remember we talked about the significance of thankfulness we talked about thankfulness as a key to success and we talked about thankfulness as a sign of wisdom when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says لَقَدْ آتَيْنَا لُقْمَانَ الْحَكْمَةِ أَنِشْكُرْ لِلَّهِ So this means that there is a connection between thankfulness and wisdom. So now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to make us understand and remember His blessings so that we become thankful. Of course, as said before, this is not going to benefit Allah, it's going to benefit us. Whoever is thankful is thankful for his own benefit. So this is the beginning of a passage of a part in this surah in which Allah Himself is telling us what should we remember. And this thankfulness would lead to knowledge of God and to obedience. Let me translate for you this verse. 
ألم تروا أن الله سخر لكم ما في السماوات وما في الأرض Didn't you see or don't you see Literally it means didn't you see but some translators have said don't you see and it's okay that truly God has made whatever is in the skies and on the earth for your benefit at your disposal or as we have in some translations says do you not see that Allah has disposed for you whatever there is in the heavens and whatever there is in the earth so this is a great gift of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we are able to live in this world to survive because Allah has planned this to be a pleasant place for us when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked Adam to leave that garden that heaven told Adam and Eve lakum fil ardi mustaqarrun wa mata'un ila khim you can settle on the earth and enjoy up to a certain time there is no eternal life in this planet this is for a time which is of course very different we don't know how many years but at the end we know that Everyone is going to taste death and is going to leave this world. But as long as we are in this world, we can benefit from many, many different gifts of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our own planet, but also in skies. Like for example, we benefit from the light and heat of sun. And sun is not in this planet, it's in the sky. Or we benefit from stars. And maybe there are many, many other benefits that we receive from other stars and planets that up to today we are not able to understand the impact that they have on our physical or psychological life we don't know or we don't know completely so Allah says that we should reflect on these points in Tafsir Namune by Ayatollah Makarim Shirazi there is a beautiful point explaining the meaning of which means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has disposed for us whatever is in the skies and in the earth he says that this can be one of two everything is made 
for our benefit. But this doesn't mean that everything is made manageable by us, is made to be under our control. Although Sakhara can mean that he has made it manageable, but here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't want to say he has made everything manageable for us. For example, we benefit from sun, but are we able to manage sun to make it move faster or slower? No. So, everything is under his management, everything is under his control, but he plans everything in the way that it is for our benefit. Lakum, for you, for your benefit. So, you shouldn't think that Sakhara Lakum means that everything is under our control. No, it means that everything is made for our benefit. So that we can survive, we can continue our life, and we can have a comfortable life in this planet. And then, وَأَسْبَغَ عَلَيْكُمْ He has showered upon you his blessings, his bounties. These blessings are sometimes outward, external, clear, obvious, and sometimes sometimes they are inward, internal, hidden, not visible, maybe not physical. These are all can be true. For example, our body, the fact that we have eyes by which we can see, we have ears, we can we have tongue, we have hands, we have feet, we have hairs. These are all blessings of Allah which are clear. But for example, we have reason, we have intellect. This is not something that we can see by our eyes or we can touch, but it is there. Or the gift of religion, or the gift of having guides from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, some people have said that, for example, to have prophets. And Islam is an external, is an outward gift, and to have imams is a hidden gift. But as I said, there is no need to limit zahira and batana to one particular blessing, which is, for example, external. Or outward, one, one particular which is inward. No. It refers to many, many blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the title for two categories. And under each category, many, many blessings fall. So Allah has sent down, has poured, has showered blessings. And these millions of 
or billions of blessings that Allah says in if you want to count you will never exhaust are either uh, outward or inward asfara alaykum ni'amahu zahiratan wa batana Allah has so much given us that if we just count his blessings day and night would not be enough our example is even greater than the example of water surrounding fish because water is outside fish but we have Allah's blessings outside and inside us imagine like for example fish which is all the way surrounded by water and also inside fish is water if you look at it in this way you say okay fish itself is also water of course fish is not 100% water but we are 100% given blessings of Allah inside and outside our existence our life our body our mind our heart parents children friends neighbors teachers students many many people many many things we have been given so we have to be always mindful of these blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we can better appreciate and better use them as sign of our gratitude and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says huwa nas man and among people there are those who dispute yujadilu they dispute fillah about God without knowledge wala hudan guidance wala kitaban munir a book which is illuminating which is shining which has light in the translation by the group headed by Mr. Karai, it is translated like this. Yet, among the people are those who dispute concerning Allah without any knowledge or guidance or an illuminating scripture. So, this very last part of the verse refers to the reaction of some people. Although we are surrounded by Allah's blessings, right from the way He has designed this world so that we can benefit and that He has given us, actually showered 
upon us all these blessings. Unfortunately, some people, instead of acknowledging this, they dispute Allah concerning Allah Himself. So not only they don't thank Allah, they even want to question Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's existence or Allah's attributes. It's like for example someone who gives you lots of support and then instead of thanking him you say you don't exist or you say I cannot see you I cannot find you now, this is a fundamental problem and this is not because these people have very sophisticated understanding these are the people who are after a strong, after very sound arguments, so they cannot find good arguments to prove God. No. This is indeed because of their ignorance. The fact that they don't find God obvious is that because they don't act out of wisdom, out of understanding, out of reflection and thinking properly. They have no knowledge, elm, no guidance and no illuminating book. What are these three? Elm is obvious, is knowledge. But what is the difference between Elm, knowledge, and Hoda, which is guidance? It has been said that Elm here may refer to what we can know by ourselves through our rational faculty, by thinking, by arguing, by reasoning. And Huda guidance refers to prophets. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent us prophets and given us guidance through revelation sent to the prophets. When Adam and Eve were asked to descend to the earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told them, when guidance comes to you from me, whoever follows my guidance would have no fear and they will not be sad. So, Hudan means guidance of prophets through revelation. So, some people dispute concerning God about his existence, about his attributes, his actions, without knowing themselves. For example, they are not, you know, people who know theology or philosophy. And without 
receiving a revelation or at least benefiting from revelation. So they don't have even proper knowledge about the teachings of the prophets. So neither they have rational, intellectual understanding of the subject, nor they have knowledge based on the scripture, on the revelation. وَلَا كِتَابٍ مُنِيرٌ This is very much related to Hodan. They don't have access or knowledge of the scripture. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he sends us prophets, sometimes he gives the prophets a book. It's not that every prophet was given a book. No, there were 124,000 prophets and only some of them were given books. The rest were preaching the books given to the prophets of their age or the last prophet who was given the book. So, for example, those who came after Moses were teaching Torah. Those who came after Jesus they were teaching Angel Gospel. And of course, the Prophet Muhammad was the last Prophet and he brought the last book. In any case, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us understanding of the facts through our own rational capacity, one, through Prophets, Two, and this second is registered in the form of scriptures, Kitab and Munir. So, due to the significance of the scripture of divine books, this is mentioned although it was included in Hodan, in guidance. Sometimes in Arabic and in many other languages. Maybe there is no exception, I don't know if there is an exception, but at least in Arabic and the languages that I know and I have information, this is the rule. That sometimes you say something in a general way and then you mention one of its cases or instances for emphasis. For example, we say, Oh Allah, please send your salutations to all the Prophets and Prophet Muhammad This is for emphasis, although all the Prophets included him. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, These people dispute concerning Allah without knowledge, without guidance, and without having an illuminating book. If you uh, let me, I would love to mention this beautiful concept of Kitab Munir according to the Quran. There are some verses in the Quran that has actually used 
this kitab munir as something brought by the prophets. For example, in Surat Al-Imran, which is the third chapter of the Quran, number 184, Al-Imran, verse 184, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, if they deny you, if they reject you, if they te tell that you are a liar, the same has happened to previous apostles, messengers of God. Those who were apostles sent before you, they were also denied and rejected. While they had brought manifest signs of the Lord and scriptures illuminating book so this is a very important Quranic concept that Allah has sent through his apostles an illuminating message a message which gives light which can show us the path. In Surat Fatir, number 25. Surat Fatir is chapter 35. So if you go to chapter 35 and then verse 25, you have something very similar to the verse from Surat Al-Imran. If they deny you and reject you, the people who were before them, they denied like them. They denied whom? They denied their own prophets. Allah says, if they deny you, they denied before Ja'atum Rasulhum, the messengers came to them with Bayyanat, with manifest signs, Zubur, the plural of Zabur, means scriptures like, for example, Psalms, Wabil Kitabil Munir, illuminating book. You see, this concept of Kitab al-Munir is mentioned again. And not only that, sometimes also is used in a negative way. So in the Surah Araf and also Fatir, Allah says that the Prophets have brought this Kitab al-Munir. In Surah Hajj and Luqman, Allah says there are people who don't have this. Surat Hajj, number 8. وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يُجَادِلُ فِي اللَّهِ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ وَلَا هُدًا وَلَا كِتَابٍ مُنِيرٍ Among people there are, there are people who dispute concerning Allah without knowledge or guidance or illuminating book. And also in Surat Luqman, number 20, that now we are discussing, we have exactly the same phrase. 
ومن الناس من يجادل في الله بغير علم ولا هدى ولا كتاب منير so people are two groups some people have been given kitab munir illuminating book by allah subhanahu wa ta'ala either directly like prophets who are given books or indirectly like their followers their followers have this book but they were not given directly they have been given through the prophets and there is another group of people who have no illuminating book neither they were given themselves by god nor they follow someone who has been given so this is the big difference between these two parties now let us reflect on this point al-munir the book which has light allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the light of the universe allah nuru samawati wal ard and to help us to go towards him to help us to go from darkness to light he has done many things for us one of them is he has sent us illuminating books that can project some light on our path so that we can find our path towards allah who is the perfect light so all divine books are kitab munir and in particular allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in the quran the light of torah the light of injil and the light of quran these are three cases which are singled out otherwise all divine books are light and they give light in surah maida number 44 allah mentions torah inna anzalna at-tawrah fiha hudan wa nur we have sent down torah in torah there is guidance and light guidance as we had in surah luqman we said hudan bighayr ilm wala hudan you remember i said hudan is the guidance is come through revelation allah says torah has in it guidance and light the revelation which has come from allah which is there in torah is to guide us and to give us light in surah maida number 46 allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says waqafayna ala atharihim isa ibn maryam musaddiqan lima bayna yadayhi min at-tawrah wa ataynahu al-injil fihi hudan wa nur after those prophets we sent jesus the son of mary to follow them while he was confirming torah which was sent before him and we gave him injil in which there is guidance 
and light the same thing in Torah there is guidance and light in Anjil there is guidance and light <coughs> in Surah An'am number 91 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the middle of the verse says قُلْ مَنْ أَنزَلَ الْكِتَابَ الَّذِي جَاءَ بِهِ مُوسَى نُورًا وَحُدًا لِلنَّاسِ Those who deny the message which was sent to you tell them what about the message was sent to Moses do you also deny that? because there were some people who believed in Torah and Injil but they denied the fact that Quran was revealed to the Prophet they said, how is it possible that Allah communicates to a human being? They said, God has not sent anything, any revelation to any human being. So tell them, who has sent down the book which was given to Moses? What was the book which was given to Moses? It was the Torah. What was inside Torah? Nuran. Wahudan. So Moses brought Torah as light and guidance for people. And also about Quran. We have many verses about Quran being light. So in Surah for example, A'raf number 157, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَاتَّبَعُ النُّورَ الَّذِي أُنزِلَ Referring to the followers of the Prophet Muhammad, Allah says, they have supported him and they followed the light which was sent down with him. Or in Surah Ma'idah number 15, Allah says, قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ نُورٌ وَكِتَابٌ Mubin and also in many other places. So all the messages which have come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have light so that we can find our path towards our perfection. So there are people who are deprived from this light, from guidance, and also they don't understand, they don't have knowledge. But still, they present themselves as someone who is very qualified, very knowledgeable, very sophisticated, and they want to question either God's existence or qualities of God. For example, sometimes they question God's justice, sometimes they question God's wisdom, why he has created the world in this way or that way, and this is the lack of the knowledge and understanding. The last point that I love to mention is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in several places He says Kitab and Munir Illuminating book or scripture. He doesn't say Kutub and Munira Illuminating books or scriptures. Why He doesn't use plural form? The answer seems to be that according to the Quran, we have two concepts. 
one is the book which is available to us like Torah, like Injil, like Quran. Of course, it, it doesn't mean that they are available at the moment or for example in the previous nations they have all of them. What I mean, the books which are available for the people. So in the time of every prophet, that book was available to the people. And now, for example, we have the Quran with us. But there is a higher reality, which is the source of Torah, Injil, and Quran, and Zabur, and Suhof. And that is also called book, which is not plural. In Surah Waqa'ah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّهُ لَقُرْآنٌ كَرِيمٌ فِي كِتَابٍ مَكْنُونٌ The Quran itself is in a hidden book. لَا يَمَسُّهُ إِلَّا الْمُطَحَّرُ No one would touch it except those who are purified. So, we have the concept of book as one unified reality and then there are branches or there are fruits or there are manifestations of that one which are many. When we say the people of the book and we don't say the people of the books we refer to the same fact. It means those who believe in revelation. Those who believe in the fact that knowledge of God can be presented to us after, of course, many rebels, levels of descending so that we can have Torah, we can have Injil, we can have Quran. But what is general between all of them is that higher reality which is one, Kitab. So we don't say Ahlul Kutub, we say Ahl Kitab. In any case, there are people who dispute concerning Allah without knowledge, without guidance, without having a book which is illuminating. So the dispute is baseless and not productive. Inshallah, in the next week, sorry, after two weeks, in the next session, we will reflect on the verse 21. Now let us move to the question. Uh, the first question is Salam alaikum, alaikum salam. Do you have any knowledge where this book, which were given to all the prophets, they are all together, hundred four books. Yes, then, okay. Uh, the exact number of the books is not very clear. And, for example, the person who has asked, he says, 10 were given to Nabi Adam, 50 were given to Nabi Shu'ayb. 
It depends how you count them, because every prophet was not given more than one book. Even many prophets, of course, were not given a book. And what is important is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent prophets, and these prophets all received revelations. So they were all Nabi. But among these prophets, some of them were given books, some of them were receiving revelation, but they were not given books. They were responsible for preaching the book or books which were already given. So there was no need for sending a new book. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only sent a new book when the conditions were different, were substantially new. And then at the end, when humanity received the Quran, it was the time that the understanding of humanity was enough to be given the final message of God and they were able to preserve it and protect it. So now we have the final message of God but now the challenge is how to understand and how to draw out of Quran all the things that we need. So we, do, we don't need any new revelation to come but we need to reflect on the Quran Alhamdulillah, Quran is preserved for us, and in the Quran, it is explanation for everything that we need for our salvation. So it is up to us now to refer to the Quran with a proper methodology, with the guidance of the Prophet and Ahlul Bayt, so that we can benefit from the Quran. And where is that book, the one universal book? That is in not this world. That is a level of Allah's knowledge and it is with Him in the universe with God and Allah. That is in kingdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The same is about the realities of Quran and Torah and Injil. Because that hidden book involves Quran, Torah, Injil, Zabur, everything. What we have is the literal form of these books. The Quran that we have either as a print or in our heart. These are literal forms of the reality of the Quran which was sent to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi Okay, it seems that we don't have any questions, uh, any more questions now. So, what I would love to do is to read few more verses of the Quran about Quran itself being light, and then we can finish this session. These verses are very beautiful. 
and inshallah help us to appreciate the gift of Quran more. So, in addition to Surah A'raf number 157, we have Surah Ma'ida number 15 and 16, and then Surah Nisa number 174 and Surah Shura number 52. So let me now read for you number 15 and 16 of Surah Ma'idah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ahla al-kitab, qad ja'akum rasooluna yubayyinu lakum kathiran mimma kuntum tukfuna min al-kitab wa ya'fu an kathir. قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ نُورٌ وَكِتَابٌ مُبِينٌ O oh, deaf people of book, our apostle, our messenger has come to you. He explains for you many things about the book that you used to conceal. And there are many things that he doesn't mention. He knows, but he doesn't mention, perhaps so that he doesn't make it difficult for you. And then Allah says to those people of the book that lived at that time, but this part can be also extended to all people of the book in ages. Maybe these people of today don't have all the qualities like for example hiding the book these people of today can be very honest and very sincere so there are some differences but something which is common is that they all have this access to the Quran Allah has given Quran not only to Muslim Allah has given Quran to all humanity so Allah says Allah. it has come to you so you people of the book should know that Allah has given you and others Nurun, a light وَكِتَابٌ mubin, a clear book these are the same these both refer to Quran Quran is a light and a clear book Quran is not a book which is ambiguous if you are used to the Quran if you are acquainted with the Quran you find it is very clear yes you are not necessarily a commentator of the Quran you are not necessarily a person who knows everything about the Quran even the greatest scholars cannot claim that they know even most of the Quran let alone to claim that they know all the Quran but what is important is that everyone can receive guidance from the Quran even People who don't know the language of the Qur'an and they just read translations and some of these translations are very poor. Even the best available translations are not able to transfer maybe 20% of the beauties and the depths of the meanings of the Qur'an. But still, people read these translations and find the Qur'an very meaningful, very pleasing, very satisfactory.
Because Quran is a book, this is clear. If you have light and then you see through dark glasses the light, still you would enjoy the light. Of course, you don't enjoy it completely because these glasses have darkened. But still, you receive a little light and you enjoy it. And then Allah says, يَحْدِي بِهِ اللَّهُ مَنِ اتَّبَعَ رَدْوَانَهُ سُبُلَ السَّلَامُ وَيُخْرِجُهُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ بِإِذْنِهِ وَيَحْدِيهِمْ إِلَى صِرَاطِ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ With this Qur'an, Allah guides the people who are after His pleasure, the ways of peace. Qur'an offers the ways of peace. I don't have time to explain this. And... Uh, we had a series of lectures on light in London, eight lectures, so hopefully sometime they become available, but those who have access to Islamic Center in London, they can get it from there. And then we explain all these verses about light. Quran offers the ways of peace, and the Prophet with the help of Quran is taking people from darkness to the light, with the permission of Allah. وَيَحْدِيهِمْ إِلَىٰ صِرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ and guides them to the right path. In Surah An-Nisa 174, Allah says, يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسِ O people, قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ بُرْحَانٌ مِنْ رَبَّكُمْ A proof has come to you from your Lord, وَأَنْزَلْنَا إِلَيْكُمْ نُورًا مُبِينًا And we have sent down to you a clear light. And Surah Shura 52, وَكَذَلِكَ أَوْحَيْنَا إِلَيْكَ رُوحًا مِنْ أَمْرِنَا مَا كُنْتَ تَدْرِيمَ الْكِتَابُ وَلَا الْإِيمَانِ وَلَكِنْ جَعَلْنَاهُ نُورًا نَحْتِي بِهِ مَنْ نَشَاءُ مِنْ عَبَادِنَا وَإِنَّكَ لَتَحْتِي إِلَى صَرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ In this way we have sent to you the spread from us. You didn't know what is the book, what is the faith. The Prophet was given everything by Allah. He didn't know by himself. But we have made it a light by which we guide those servants of us that we will. And you certainly guide them to the right path. So Quran is the light by which Allah guides. The Prophet by the help of Quran guides to the right path. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of his mercy has sent us prophets has sent us books and has asked those prophets to use this book which is Quran or the book which is Torah or Anjil which is all manifestation of that higher book to the right path. I hope that inshallah we would be able to appreciate the Quran more and benefit from the light of Quran and enlighten ourselves and then share this light, inshallah, with the rest of people. I stop here. I thank you very much for your attention. I pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would help you and support you and your families. I pray that, inshallah, all people of the world would have peace and security and prosperity. We pray that the people who are suffering in any part of the world because of lack of justice would inshallah soon receive justice and would be able to have a 
noble and respectful and safe life. Especially, we should pray for the people of Bahrain who are suffering a lot. And we hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them this justice and security and safety. And we hope that the leaders of the world, the people who govern these countries, would be given this understanding and this wisdom by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they know that the best thing for their short-term and long-term interest is to observe justice and to be kind and merciful to the people. I hope everyone would understand that and I hope we would be able to implement this, this within our own access. If everyone starts this, hopefully, inshallah, this would be extended to all over the world. We have to pray for our brothers and sisters there in Bahrain and other countries. And I hope that, inshallah, soon we would see that humanity has reached this level of maturity and understanding that they solve their problems not by their so-called shortcuts and that is to violate the rights of people. There are better solutions which are maybe more sophisticated but more endurable. Thank you very much for your attention. Wa'asharu da'wana and alhamdulillah rabbil alameen.